Hello and welcome to Campaign Comrades, your favorite leftist gaming podcast. We've got all the comrades in chat today. We are reviewing 2016's Ratchet and Clank tie-in movie. <laughs> we have punished ourselves for all of you, continuing our Ratchet oh. and Clank coverage this month. It was really sad for me because... I'm like coming off of like the last time I saw it, I think was when it came out in 2016. And I remember liking it. I remember enjoying it. I remember thinking it was a good adaptation. It felt like it, 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 you know, it fit the tone, the characters. I mean, one of the big things is, you know, with like maybe one kind of major exception, every, every character of note from the video game universe is voiced by their actual voice actor so it it felt natural the i you know familiar with the plot even the reworked version for this kind of reboot era um had you played the game before like or did what is the order of release i I can't remember what order i did it but i i'm looking it up for for today the the game game came out like two to two three weeks. weeks before the movie yeah so it had been out before the movie came out um, well i'm curious then like uh i mean you don't you said you don't remember but i wonder if that had any effect like if you watched the movie before the game you know not, i feel like i, I, I have did. clearly played the game before watching the movie i i honestly don't remember i feel like i did because like i i remember I do have the feeling of remembering playing the game and being like, oh, that's cool. Like th- in a cut scene for the game, they're using the video, the, the movie footage yeah. where it, where it fits. And it felt seamless. Like it didn't, had... it didn't, it didn't feel like, uh, you know, it, again, it was being forced in and it felt, it felt natural. I don't remember like, which, you know, thinking back that could have had an effect on, you know, liking it so much and then playing the game, which is so much better. Um, you know, and obviously what the medium is supposed to be. Uh, had well, some... one of the things, like, the game isn't necessarily long. I think the 2016 game, the story is, like, 8 to 10 hours or something like that. If you Yeah, that it. sounds right. Um, but, like, the movie's an hour and a half, and it crams a lot of an 8 to 10 hour game into an hour and a half, mm-hmm. which just kind of makes, like, the pacing kind of wonky. Yeah, I was hanging. Like, I, I was hanging out spend... at Matt's yesterday, and that was like my main comment. Is like it was basically why I felt the comedy didn't land. It's because it was too fast. It was too. It was. It was too condensed that you didn't have the opportunity for proper setup Sit for a me. good punchline, and you know for things to land. It, it just like was just okay. On to the next. On to the next. On to the next. Well, and like one of the weirdest things for me was so like in the game. I think the time from when you press start on the menu to um, when you control both Ratchet and Clank together is maybe like 10 10 to 15 minutes of a like 10 hour experience. And in this, it was almost like a 25 minute part of an hour and a half movie. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't, I didn't think of that, but you're, that's a good observation because so much of their personalities why you enjoy both of them is because is having the two together right mm-hmm. is the study in contrast the buddy comedy kind of aspect where 
people I, I remember in our past episode you know we were doing research about the game series and they're like oh ratchet was annoying in the first game and shit like that and i never felt like i i felt that way playing any of the games um but i felt that way at the yeah. beginning yes. at the beginning of the yes. movie i felt that way yes. at the beginning of the movie it's like oh wow he's annoying he's annoying as shit uh he's and then when super you get, annoying and then when you get clank there uh it it kind of mellows him out a little bit like the the scene where quark is like no you can't be a you know a galactic ranger. ranger uh i was like i was in full agreement i was like there's no way that this person qualifies whatsoever to be like, you shouldn't even be allowed into this interview right now like this is a complete wash of you know standards and policies grow up kid yeah whiny child but i feel like i i uh i could be misremembering i really don't know but like i have this feeling in the back of my head that I watched the movie first and then played the game because it was it was uh I had kind of fallen off a little bit of the of the series. This was coming off of like a high a hiatus for me in playing. Again, going back to our last episode, I ha- I hadn't played the last few PS3 games in the in the series. So then it was seeing the movie and the marketing for the movie was like oh my god they're bringing ratchet and clank back like they're doing a new game i'm i should try that out and it's chairman Drek. look yeah, at and that. i and i played i played the ps4 reboot and loved it you know and it yeah. was just it was reigniting my love for the series and that was so that was like the big kind of point i wanted to make about this this whole endeavor and i guess here's the the best point to do it was like thinking to myself getting ready for this episode like why was this made what was the goals for this to be made and was it successful mm-hmm. so I part th- of me thinks they took the um because one of the things that's been said about some of the more recent ratchet and clank games is they always uh look like a pixar movie in a game sure you know and they wanted to like take that one step further like this is this was Sony dipping their toes into the like, what do our uh, video game IP look like on the big screen? See, I I come at it from the different side. I don't think that they really cared about the success of the movie. I view this as the most oh, yeah. ex- the most expensive game marketing trailer ev- ever made. Yes, I yeah, completely well, agree. Marketing, yeah, it, and I th- and it worked. A new generation, and yeah. it and it worked. Ratchet and Clank 2016 was the highest selling game in fr- in the franchise in its history. I even think it sold it has sold more than Rift Apart. That's a large part because of the 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 differences in the install in the in, yeah of... the install base. Right, there are yeah. more people had PS4s and still have PS5s, so that's a big reason for that one. Um, but it 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 sold so much and and was such a huge commercial critical success for Insomniac and for Sony. Um can I they, tell you they can the, afford the, first the loss. Thing that warned. They can afford the loss on the movie. You know, like oh, lose, yeah. losing a couple million dollars uh, like cuz it it only ended up moving like 
or losing like you know lost 10. like four no it's even less it was yeah. like four or five it was yeah, like 15 like, to tw- they made 15 on a 20 million dollar budget well i mean yeah. did any of so you that's nothing compared that to the revenue was they bring at in the start of the logos those like, another, i sure as hell didn't so that was another thing there's like probably 10 production studios involved with this yeah. it was just one after the other yeah. it was just like wow this uh knowing what i know now being more aware yeah and a less naive uh what was 23 year old at the time of the 2016 release was like "Ooh, that's a sign of a troubled production (laughs) Uh, (laughs) that's if you if you split it up enough the losses aren't significant yeah that's a pretty cheap movie for you know uh what is supposed to be like a big box office hit so I, i think that even lends uh you know more to the fact that it's you know fine to take this as a a marketing loss get a new generation of you know children that want to play the game and then you know get the adults and the uncles and the and that's why they made ratchet a pussy for this new generation (laughs) oh of course yeah they they gotta make them the whiny little kid they they sissified they sissified our (laughs) boy yep yeah well because they you know they they had to make sure that the kids on on our themselves he does have basically he does have cat ears. <laughs> Just really big ones. Furifying. So they they the the people at Insomniac like jokingly refer to it, and let's see without having it in front of me if I can get it right. They called the movie or no, there's talking about the game. It was the game, the, the 2016 game is a game based off a movie based off a game. <laughs> Which is which was really funny to me, but like kind of again paints it as the 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 movie is incidental, right? You know, yeah. it 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 serves its purpose, and so that's what like I it kind of crystallized for me. Where else, of course, but in the shower, I was like just kind of scratching my head thinking about it, and like it's like yeah, this is the longest and most expensive video game trailer. That's what it is. That's that's. that's I'm gonna have the hardest time rating this as an adaptation at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like it's definitely fits the the mold of like is there a purpose to making this into a movie and and there really it's isn't like an, one it's an hour and that. Th- uh, 34 <laughs> minutes right like that's how long the runtime is around there yeah 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 like that that's barely even a blip of like studio time at this point like they were probably able to put this all together and just be done with it in not a very long period of time probably even were able to like put some of it under like the game project budget yeah that's what I, i'm curious like how much from oh because of the, the well, because game. of the crossover yeah. with the yeah with cut the scenes, cut scenes and... the guy who the guy who wrote the who was that lead writer on the game also penned this script mm. um you know so yeah there was a lot of cross stuff and probably like these people were probably you know, Insomniac likes to be likes to tout themselves as not relying on crunch, but there was probably some shitty stuff going on. It's like, oh yeah, you're gonna write for two projects at once, but only oh, get, yeah. paid. get paid. You're only writing one script, right? You know, like <laughs> we're only gonna pay you for one. Sure. It's the same script. It's not basically. two different projects. It's one project with two sub projects underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely some fuckery going on there. I would absolutely, I would, I would, I would put the house money on that for sure. 
Same with like the voice actors. We're only this is you know you only have to say the okay. lines once. Then so you're getting yeah you're you're getting uh you know you're getting your 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 booth rates for a video game, which is like far less than what you'd get <laughs> yeah. for for a feature film. Weird. I didn't see any of those lines I recorded used in the game. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah, we, we had to cut those. Uh, so you guys want to jump into the plot now? Oh, yeah. Break it down. Uh, all right. Break so the, the movie opens up kind of in a very Star Trek kind of Star Trek, a very Star Wars kind of feel you see here. To... <laughs> you see like your you see your you see a ship, you see a planet. It's it's the the stellar kind of landscape. And so you're we're hovering over the planet Tenemule. A there is this space station called the Deplanetizer. I mean, the 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 naming conventions and all that kind of stuff is still what is most successful in its in its adaptations. That is, you know, that's that is what it is in the in the game, but it's being uh, run by our ruthless and greedy uh, head of Drek Industries, Chairman Alonzo Drek, voiced by Paul Giamatti here in the Hell film. yeah! <laughs> so he's like the only one of like the I get like I was mentioning at the start. He's the only one of our core characters that are being adapted that's not voiced by well the... i mean Drek was legitimately only in that first game compared and... to a lot of the other ones who've been in multiple games after so i think we looked this up was he also voiced by one of one of the other one of the other actors like is he like was voiced like by the same guy who does quark or something uh i think that's right it was like one of the ones doing double duty. Many people are saying it. No, he's voiced by he's voiced by someone Kevin Michael Richardson in the original in the original game. We could we could all and, use some Kevin Michael Richardson in our lives. And then 2016. I'm only seeing now when I put in 2016, I'm only seeing the movie. So let's just 2016 PS4. Yeah. Gotta get more specific. Yeah, you need more uh Eric search engine optimization. No, someone completely different. Eric Eric Bowser. It's it's <laughs> Eric Bowser. So long, so long, Eric Bowser. Uh it always sounds like they got a nice Italian man. <laughs> but he has got he's Drek has like a different title. It's like or like a full he's got like a full title of something very funny. But I don't have it here in front of me. But so we get we get an introduced to Chairman Drek. He is addressing his fellow Blarg as they, you know, they do the deplanetizing. They <laughs> a very long bit about a guy texting on his phone. Like very a, long a, bit. In a very 2016 joke right there. Yeah. So they destroy this planet. You know, it is a Death Star, but like they're they're taking it. <laughs> it's and, literally the Death Star, <laughs> and they're and they're collecting chunks of this planet. I don't know if we get the in his speech that he's like talking about, like how they're 
they're they're using the deplanetizer to to farm resources to create uh, a new home world for them because they've ruined their their home planet of Quartu or whatever it's called. I think so. I think it's Planet Quartu, and they're making new Quartu from new all Quartu. The, from all the bits and pieces that they gather together from the deplanetizer. So that's our opening scene. Then we we move to Planet Velden on our Tatooine stand-in, where Ratchet is doing. Why fuck with a formula that you know yeah, already it, uh, has worked it works. so well. It works, but he's apparently only supposed to be fifteen years old. I, I didn't <laughs> that that part completely flew over my flew over my head there. But like, like he, well, yeah, because most of these studios nowadays know if they have to make a, a furry character, they might as well make him go all the way. So he's definitely adolescent on multiple layers. So he's definitely adolescent coded because he's absolutely on Ritalin. Yeah. <laughs> hey, adults be getting that shit now. They uh not in 2016, not yeah, yet. Yeah, that's um, that is true. That is true. He's just fucking zooming around uh putting ridiculous updates onto this elderly person, elderly aliens uh hover car. Uh you know, he's just <laughs> he, he's he's pimping his ride. And yeah. putting in ridiculous things like it's 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 Chekhov's magnet ray. You know, it's the we see that we see at the beginning the, the ridiculous <laughs> magnet ray that creates the their version of a pod race scene. Again, it's it is it's it's Star Wars, folks. That's that's what it is. They you know the the ship goes crazy, the old man can't drive, uh, which you know, based showing the reality of old old people. Well- well, like and even in the future space, they're not uh, testing old people for their flying permits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's upsetting. But I will say, some old people have a lead fucking foot. There, you know, there's the ones that just putt and can't move, <laughs> and then the ones that are no, they're pedal they're, they're, they're dangerous on both ends. Yeah, dad sure can drive. <laughs> sure could drive. So he sees on the news that, you know, this this uninhabited planet, Tenemule, was destroyed. And, you know, it's the the fourth in a series of similar mysterious destructions. The in in response, the you know, Galactic Federation, I forget what the government agency is called, but the president of that group is has requested the Galactic Rangers, who Ratchet, you know, has all their posters and action figures. He idolizes their leader, Captain Quark. Uh, but he has. If this was made like a couple years later. He'd have their Funko Pops. Yeah, one of one of the one of the good jokes. There is one of the good jokes about uh, here at the beginning is in, on the news report. The guy's saying like, you know, the president is asking the the Rangers to expand their ranks from four to, and it's like to five. Uh, really, that's yeah. it. He's like, really, that's it. That's enough. Like, <laughs> you sure that'll cover it yeah that's not realistic to how uh military budgets work here it's like we need to upgrade from four to four million so they're they're going out on tour basically to interview every every wannabe ranger and every back galactic backwater and where is their next uh stop gonna be but the yeah, but the, our Tatooine stand-in on of the planet of Velden, where where Ratchet uh, is, you know, he's he was basically an orphan. You know, he's the only Lombax. 
the he doesn't know you know where no, he comes they from. dance around saying the only lombacks they do a lot of like you know i haven't seen another one and stuff yeah. like that <laughs> because that's one Trickery. of the soft reboots they did in 2016 was the lombaxes might still be around we'll never tell <laughs> well rift apart we'll see so that's when like the you know he's we have our the our pod racing scene where he's like super excited and then shit takes off and and you know ratchet gets in trouble we cut then back to chairman drek who is you know giving the spiel to his lieutenant victor von ion who is you know played by uh nearly incomprehensible sylvester stallone just you know mumbling his, so so funny mumbling his uh, way. that's italiophobia just mumbling his way through uh, through that through that voice booth doing his best probably got paid the most oh yeah the lip the lip filler had just been injected the days that he was doing uh doing his line reads you know there they're getting they're getting prepped they're you know they're hinting at they're building they're building up an army to take out the rangers who are who are going to be you know coming after them now the uh ratchet is able to you know go to his go to the tryouts and is just you know immediately immediately denied just you know we cut through from like yes, the... rightfully so he's a 15 not year even... old boy yeah but who... that's not even the reason why like that like their stated reason it's not like you're like you're 15 no so you're too yeah, he's, impetu- a... he's too impetuous he's like causes too many problems he's you know, tiny. which leads me to believe they, they said that, that they... like four times oh yeah he's not muscular enough yeah they body shame <laughs> him. they body shame him <laughs> leads me to believe that they would have you know, fully accepted a 15 year old if he was, yeah, if he looked like JJ Watt. Yeah. Like (laughs) crazy that that's like, like if he looked like a Wisconsin middle America farm boy. Yeah. Well, I mean, children yearn for the mines. We're starting it up in America, getting uh, child labor going again. This universe already had it. No problem. So his, 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 his list of uh, offenses include, Possessing an illegal gravity repulsor, operating a black market accelerator. That was a misunderstanding. Is it operating a black market <laughs> accelerator, which was define operation, just turning it on, uh, so you're just flipping the switch, uh, define operating, and then the willful disruption of the space time continuum. You know, whom amongst us? Come on, whom amongst yeah. us? Dibble dabble on those types of things. You know, the, the real uh, lie in this movie is that the Galactic Federation wouldn't have this kid, like, on a monitor list, you know, to turn him into their next Oppenheimer. Hmm. Yeah. What's the what's the name of the uh, the uh, the vendor who sells all who sells like your nuclear arsenal on the side of the Gadgetron? Road? Yeah. Well, how has he not been recruited by Gadgetron? You know, Gadgetron is this universe's Lockheed Martin, you know? Yeah. Son, did you disrupt the space-time continuum with just a, a single Omni-Wrench? <laughs> one of my biggest complaints in the whole movie is that you don't get the Omni-Wrench until, like, one scene yes. at the very end. Yeah. 
like I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Why no rent? Why no wrenching? Um, Maybe the wrenching would have pushed the the PG thirteen rating from PG. He, he had like one moment where he like not. It's like kind of like the ultimate, like the the ultimate confrontation. It's like he's run out of ammo or something, and he mm-hmm. just knocks somebody off the the edge into the like deplanetizer beam with the omni wrench. And it's like his it's his big moment, like from from uh Doom, like it's his uh the the BFG thing, like he yeah. it's the big reveal that he uses for 10 seconds. Um sorry, right, so we're back to back to Drek where they we unveil the real mastermind and brains behind the operation here. Uh a humanoid Dr. Nefarious. What do we all think of this choice of to make to make uh, Doctor Nefarious not a robot himself from Doctor Nefarious's best trait was his undeniable hatred for squishies. So I do not like it. Bad, it's, a we- yeah, it's a weird choice that like does not make sense in any reason. Like I don't feel like I don't understand why we they felt to like see they the had, human version of him. Why they had because they do went that. woke. They couldn't have a robot, which is an <laughs> other, be the villain, so they had to make it a person in power and make it human. <laughs> a clear answer. So we're getting, he gives them the tour of his warbot factory that gets like struck by lightning and shuts down and creates a malfunction, which is where we get the, the creation of Clank. Our, our our defect as uh, as Sylvester Stallone just keeps screaming. That's the only w- yeah, word that like is actually intelligible for him. <laughs> I'm coming for you, defect. Defect. Uh, <laughs> who would have known that Sylvester Stallone would have uh, had such an influence in uh, across the Spider Verse with Miguel O'Hara? So we. Uh, he makes his escape super, you know, just like he's hops off the line, realizes, you know, that he's got a conscience and immediately escapes. And, but he, uh, Victor von Ion does get like a shot off and, and fucks up the escape pod. So, uh, Clank might've been the only good lands. joke in the movie for me was the set coordinates for such and uh, such planet. Yeah. It's like I will, but you're not going to get there. <laughs> but oh well, yeah, it's like but oh well, something like that. Thanks for trying. And so yeah, he crashes, crash lands on Belden, very much like Ratchet himself did back when he was a kid. Parallels. <laughs> and then they team up. Ratchet uh, gets him out of the ship. You know, this is what happens in the movie or in the game. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, except we didn't get five minutes of platforming to go get him. <laughs> <laughs> Ratchet agrees to see to his repairs, uh, his repairs, and he's the one who names him Clank. And yeah, much he, better he, name. He named him just like Ellis Island did. They saw him limping. They're like, "We're gonna call you Limpy." <laughs> and then, like, oh, you're they're, Jewish, Limpy Berg. <laughs> their uh, their relationship is just you know immediately solidified. They're like, "Oh, we need to go to." The capital planet and go to Alero City ASAP. Chairman Drek has built an army of warbots to kill the Galactic Rangers. And, you know, Ratchet's like takes this up op- as his opportunity to 
to uh, impress the Rangers. He's, you know, Clink's got the intel, and Ratchet, quote-unquote, has a ship. It's the the damaged ship from the old guy that who got who got uh oh yeah the old man's dead yeah, he got jettisoned into the stratosphere because he came in he, <laughs> yeah. he, he, he brought the ship in for his to get the ejector seat uh repaired and and oh boy did that thing get repaired uh but yeah it's like he that dude got launched into the sun so he's yeah. dead uh, <laughs> they could one, one more old person off the streets the city is a bit safer uh but so, he, like, he, you know, points, oh, I've got my ship. Like, you've got the intel, I've got the ship that can get us there, and the ship is falling apart. But they, they strap the sh- everything together. And... Yeah, man, it's, all, it's tactical falling apart for tactical reasons. <laughs> Tactically. So they ha- they head off to the capital city. They do manage to save save the rangers and save the capital city using the ridiculous magnet ray that again has two callbacks then you know that's here's, <laughs> that's the second well this is the first callback the second callback is in the actual climax of the film oh where, yeah, yeah, yeah where they like they install it on every other ship to to move the it becomes crucial to move the deplanetizer out of range and that's what that's what they use but here it's like all the warbots are swarming the rangers they're going to overtake them but they so they flip it on and just start dragging all the bots with them and they save the the city in spectacular fashion ratchet and clank both become heroes the people the mission from the game too the people love i even remember it and it was very fun the people the people love them um and he it's just it's a done deal they're they're made they're made honorary rangers much to captain quark's chagrin because you know they're stealing his his spotlight the the duo are intru- the duo are introduced to the other rangers who it doesn't matter they're all voiced by <laughs> yeah all voiced by a by a range of famous to like you know like rosario dawson voices one somebody else fo- like who like who was a celebrity at that bella thorne i guess i don't know if she's still a cele- yeah. if she's still yeah. like famous um, not as much yeah no it was like that was probably like at her peak yep and uh but like you know just a very very bland you know they they just they fade into the background but you learn more about the the background of dr nefarious why he hates the Rangers is because he used to be like the the head scientist for the Rangers. And, yeah, and and Quark, of course, you know, did something fucking stupid and you know alienated him in some way and <laughs> and turn and turn Doctor Nefarious evil. So that's that's like the the reason why. And they don't like put it together, but like I don't know if like that's why they felt like they had to make him humanoid. Was like, oh, why would the Galactic Rangers? Hire have a robot like uh, it it doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, because now his hatred can be double when the Galactic Rangers take away his human body and turn him into a robot. Double hatred is better than single hatred. (laughs) Just Just... a law of hatred. So, uh, and Clank now basically for the rest of the movie gets kind of sidelined again. Yep. He just becomes a man in the chair. 
Yeah, like they they yeah they it's take the him part. away. Like he's only there for he only teams up with Ratchet a couple other times throughout the rest One of the movie. He's non-canon. So they uh, the team discovers that you know that the Blarg are using the deplanetizer to extract pieces of the destroyed planets containing famous landmarks and resources so that they can uh you know build their own build their own planet they uh the rangers concoct this plan to infiltrate the factory on quartu and are forced to fight an army of mr zircons which is one of the better kind of callback from yes the, agreed from the games we always love mr zircon there was I love no Mrs. Zircon though, which was sad. It is it's so funny to see that how like you know these rangers are all so terrified of Mr. Zircon. I mean, you should be. Yeah, and Mr. Zircon's alone. coming for you. For for good reason. Despite there not being a Mrs. Zircon, uh Mr. Zircon definitely fucks. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Oh. Zircon does not get paid in bolts. He gets paid in the screams of his enemies. <laughs> I always thought it was funny how close the Mr. Zircons look to Clank. Yeah. So here is here is where Quark starts to get uh, turned. Uh, he starts to get manipulated. He he like just totally uh, backwards stumbles into Drek's office and. With Dr. Nefarious's encouraging, Drek, you know, starts to manipulate him and, you know, poke at Quark's insecurities, you know, convincing him to, you know, turn on the Rangers insofar as it will get rid of Ratchet and Clank. But, you know, he, Quark is, you know, still not truly evil at his core. So he does have this concern for his other Rangers. So it's like, so long as they don't get injured, they don't get hurt um he'll he'll do what uh what Drek wants he will he will turn traitor so the they learn more about Drek's plan by capturing Drek's put upon assistant bot and they find out the the next target for the deplanetizer which is the planet Novalis which is a populated planet and they've got to put out their last ditch efforts to, you know, to stop Drek and and save so, save all the people. So they like start doing like an evacuation plan, and they're they're doing this assault on on the deplanetizer. So this was going to be uh, the Alderaan, pretty much. I mean, all the other planets have been Alderaan, but there were. They were they were all un, uninhabited, 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 yeah. uninhabited the first true, or, you know, would be the first true. Alderaan. They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna do they're a changing genocide. Up the story a bit, you know. Yeah, they <laughs> are gonna do giving us they, something a little new. They are they were being re, uh, restrained in their genocidal uh, impulses. Yeah, they had to wait for the third act. So yeah, if you destroy if you destroy a populated planet, instant PG thirteen. <laughs> You know, Quark has been turned at this point. He is going to deactivate the Rangers' weapons, so they, you know, the the deplanetizer will be able to go through with with its uh, with its plan. That uh, 
you know, it's it's uh, things start falling apart at the scenes for Quark, though. You know, the rest of the Rangers start questioning him. Things start going wrong. And of course, you know, Drek and Nefarious had, you know, like the finger fingers crossed, you know, they're they're going to. Are you going to say they finger banged? <laughs> oh, no, no, that they, they had they you hung had... on finger for for a little too long. I got excited. They had Each their assholes. They were, uh, I mean, you never know what, what they get up to there. The the power dynamic between Drek and Nefarious is pretty complicated. So <laughs> I would agree with you if uh, Nefarious they were was finger Welsh banging because of the use of the sheepinator later. Oh, uh, yeah. But... Um, all right, so where where were we? So uh, b- 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 Quark, Quark fucks off to like, he's he's says oh i can reason with drek and you know the rest of the team starts growing suspicious recklessly air quotes and then ratchet goes in after him as a bright-eyed and bushy-tailed uh jockey yeah he's gonna save him he's gonna save his hero um we then get uh victor von ion sylvester stallone's character sneaks aboard the ranger ship and tries to attack clank because he's got a vendetta against him but is <laughs> there it, there was it was some callback i forget i think it might have been in the um in like the initial tour of the of the warbot factory they they say something about like how they're rust proof so you know it's like rusting is a huge issue for most for most uh you know robotic life forms and so clank exploits that and turns on a sprinkler and turns him into it turns yeah, victor into a rust statue him instantly, Inst- instantly how- yeah that's how rust works. They say they're <laughs> super vulnerable to it. Um, yeah, he uses a rainstorm-producing weapon that causes him to rust instantaneously. Weak to rust. Super yeah, ru- intelligent ru- space ru- beings rust is, makes rust- their robots out of uh, metal so so vulnerable to rust that a mere raindrop can instantly nullify R- its rust entire is, purpose. Uh, rust is Insomniac's version of rot. <laughs> Clank successfully proctored Rust. Uh, so yeah, like you said, Matt Ratchet boards the station to save, thinking he's going to save. Uh, you know the foolish Captain Quark who has gone off on his own, but he is captured by by Drek himself and the. We'll see. They, they, you know, things are things are looking down for our hero. He gets to witness Quark too. Yeah, he he's like <laughs> he's being held captive so that he can he can watch Drek's successes and you know ex, you know see his foolishness and trusting Quark as he realizes his treachery. The radar. The, they had they had successfully because of the intel they had gathered. They had successfully evacuated the planet so when it when it is destroyed no lives are lost but it is destroyed so so, uh wallowing in his failure ratchet you know goes back to planet Belden. um exile i must go yeah failed i have quark confronts drek for going back on his word of not hurting his fellow rangers and dr nefarious you know, is gloating in his success. He has finally, you know, defeated 
defeated Quark or defeated Quark, got his revenge, and uh, had like had like uh faked his death when he escaped the like when he left the this is a detail that doesn't really matter um but yeah so then then nefarious makes his move and uh sheepinators drek turns drek into a sheep and and punts him into escape punts him into an escape pod and sends him down to new core too so that nefarious himself can take over the deplanetizer the uh the other rangers find uh well say clank and all the other rangers find ratchet back on Velden and convince him to return because yeah they need this 15 year old to to help save the day (laughs) they they find the final target is the planet umbris i don't remember anything particular about that planet but that's oh it's that nefarious intends to destroy it because of its unstable core, like he's just an evil plan. He's just he he's 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 uh he's jonkler pill full villain. And so he's jonkler pilled. He's just like <laughs> wants to see the galaxy burn or whatever. It's like if he <laughs> if he yeah. destroys this one, it'll destroy the rest of the system. And it's just he's just doing it for fun. He just wants to never just destroy an entire galaxy for fun. Yeah, it's fun to do bad things. Yeah, it's literally he's, do, it. he's he's doing it just because it would make the Rangers feel bad. That's it. This is the <laughs> ultimate notice. He's just trying. High. He's just trying he's to trigger just, the libs. You triggered, bro. I destroyed a whole galaxy. <laughs> Fucking triggered. One of the one of the funny plot points in this is that they even though there, so there is a a a, a female combat. Um. Ranger, that's the one voiced by Bella Thorne or whatever. Um, and then there's, but then Rosario Dawson is like the tech one who they just like don't value at all. And her office, <laughs> her office is in a broom closet, and they don't listen to her. And it's just like based, not platforming women, uh, <laughs> especially Rosario. Um, and, but so finally, Ratchet though, you know, who's the only one who'd been listening to her, you know, it's like she's got an actual plan here to stop the deplanetizer that. They are going to you they're going to sneak aboard, disguising themselves as Quark using the hollow guys gadget. Uh the other while the other Rangers use the the and here's the, the final callback for the mag boosters. We'll use we'll each install a mag booster on their ship and we'll we'll pull the deplanetizer off target. The plan, of course, doesn't go to as uh as hoped, and Quark himself. Uh, intercepts them and they you know are fighting each other and and all all of quark uh quark uh trauma dumps on them <laughs> it was like how As one he, does yeah how he feels so belittled by by their meteoric rise to fame but ratchet pleads to quark's better angels and he eventually realizes that he's been used by nefarious who then uh, appears and you know, just continues to try to manipulate Quark, but they, they, you know, Quark and Ratchet team up and try to fight Nefarious. The the planetizer fires, but the Rangers are successful and move it off course. So instead of hitting the planet of Umbris, it hits planet, uh, it hits New Quartu instead, which mercs uh, Chairman <laughs> Drek. Oopsie. Hit, uh, 
Nefarious falls into the chamber very much like uh, the Emperor, mm-hmm. and uh, in, uh, in on the Death Star too, and gets he gets laser beamed, and we think he gets disintegrated, but apparently instead it just turns him into a robot. You get that in like a post or a mid credit scene that he's, <laughs> that he's it, it's turned him in it's turned him into his robot form. Oh, apparently it's yeah that he's his, gone full his, robot. His repair bots had converted him into a robot rather than see him die. The like, like Palpatine. Palpatine, yeah, he's a <laughs> so, so, somehow somehow Doctor Nefarious has returned, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. basically that's basically it. You know, the the Rangers are lauded as heroes. Quark needs to go on an, on a galaxy wide apology tour. <laughs> he's, sell, he's, he's selling a book he's selling his book yeah no he'd agree if i'd done it and that's basically it that's that's basically all we got here it's like simultaneously a lot happening and not a lot at the same time yeah there's really only a few major major beats no, a lot of this is very much filler. Like Matt said at the beginning, the gratuitously long uh, cell phone bit with just, just plenty of instances of things like that. I wish I had, I wish I had like taken this like pictures or something of the still shots. Cause I've said this to you guys now multiple times. The the best jokes that I felt that landed were the actual, were like the nonverbal ones. It was like every time they'd go to a new planet, it would have like, you know, your little ticker at the bottom that would say what the planet is and it would have some joke underneath it. Um, and those always seemed to land for me. But most everything else just like it felt rushed, it felt forced. It uh I mean I still like I still like Quark in almost any instance. By but... far, by far the best part of this movie in my mind. But in, I don't know, maybe it was just because I wasn't feeling great when I was watching it. It was just like feeling a bit fatigued or whatever. But like, I don't normally fall prone to falling asleep during a movie. But like, there was a there was a stretch of time where I felt like, did I just miss something? Like, did I fall actually fall asleep? <laughs> like, I was like struggling to keep my eyes open. Um, you know, I struggled because if your movie is called Ratchet and Clank, and half of that combo, Ratchet, I can't stand the character of. And Clank's not in it enough. He only and Clank only gets one only gets one laugh. He only gets one, one <laughs> <system>. <laughs> Um He's the best part of the movie. I still think again, I, I agree with Andrew. I think Quark remains the best part of the movie. Terman Drek was a disappointment for me because I remember enjoying his character because you know I, I like these stories a lot because of their you know their satire and send up of like you know corporate culture and idiocy yes. has always been super enjoyable to me so that's why like Drek was always was kind of my preferred villain is because I found I found the 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 corporate shenanigans to be the funniest um the most kind of it's like funny in their banality and that like they're it's it's not the over the top 
just uh, like we were just commenting here on uh, on nefarious is like he's just he's just doing this to be evil right yeah and they even give like um in the games i think it, the focus is much more on like a profit motive as opposed to the blargs wanting to like create a new homeland for themselves right, right. which and so like even in the games when you have like nefarious like his in like most recent turn in in rift apart is so much more endearing because it's personal right it's like yeah it's taking all these other things like yeah just being evil and all my evil plots failing but it's just like yeah the feelings of failure and incompetence <laughs> um you know i gotta i gotta go find somewhere where that's not the case where i can actually be the winner Which then only served to make him feel more incompetent when he realized there was a version of him <laughs> who could do all the things he wanted. Oopsie. So one thing I didn't realize, even though even having played Rift Apart not that long ago, so not even though not playing or so or having played a Ratchet and Clank game really not that long ago, um it was watching the movie that I didn't I didn't realize that Dr. Nefarious is voiced by Armin Shimmerman, who uh is most most known for playing Quark from Star Trek Deep Space Nine, one of like the best Star Trek characters, and is very fitting uh in that kind of I mean he's Quark isn't very much a Drek type character, but like the the kind of bumbling incompetence is is very uh in terms of the the game version of nefarious is very spot on um whereas yeah he's he's more supposedly just supposed to be like comically evil in in this in this version i don't buy as much but still a, a good a good performance by most of the voice act most of the main voice acting like even though ratchet may be annoying i still think um was it uh james something arnold taylor yes i think it's james arnold taylor james arnold taylor yeah um is you know still does a good job yeah the ratchet's annoying more as a product of the script than anything else so i like uh, i got like my main kind of thesis about why this movie exists out at the beginning um what is there, what are, what's everybody's I'm turn to you guys like what's what are, what are your overall thoughts about the movie its intentions its successes its failures what 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 the, what its impact is to the the ratchet it clank series and mythos and I've came across a really funny I didn't read it all but like a very funny because of how depth in depth it was oh, reddit, no. <laughs> Red, reddit thread over all the reasons why this is not canon <laughs> i mean hell so yeah I'll, I'll start off because i'm the least ratchet and clank invested uh and you know i agree that it was just a marketing film that they were fine taking the loss on they were you know crossing budget lines with the game you know, doing some tomfoolery because probably, you know, at the end of the day, they spent more than the 20 million um, on it. But like we said that, you know, they don't they don't give a shit about that. Um, so like 
for what it was in the the short runtime that it had it was like enjoyable enough and i could see why you know people would go see it it's especially kids it's like a you know very upbeat you know quick movie um just like you know we talked about the mario movie being as well yeah that had a similar um, pace that had a similar pace to it Mm-hmm. yeah i mean they all do because they have to have that keep the kids attention upbeat do 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 anything know, over 90 minutes with a kid is a big ask exactly so you, you gotta know, you gotta keep those flash along. you gotta keep those flashing lights and colors and dopamine hits coming yep. or else they lose stim, 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 that's like stim, that's my stim. biggest takeaway is like i'm just not the target audience for this movie yeah so like, like i I, I, have, I can't say I that i was when i was 23 sophisticated brain that can hold a plot point for more than five minutes. I can't say that I was when I was twenty three, but like I enjoyed it then. That's what's yeah. Weird but you to had me. the the nostalgia hit, and that that's why I think you definitely played the game after watching the movie. And the movie was a hit of nostalgia with like good graphics. You know, it it the game is good. New. Regardless, the yeah. game is good. But you know, I think you seeing that first and that being the first new hit in a while of Ratchet and Clank. You know, definitely cloud at your vision at the time but yeah i think for what it was it was a good movie i didn't you know pay as close attention to it as like as you might have because i you know i'm not invested in the series as much so it was like a great just like you know on the background i was i was stimming from it you know of course Um, you were (laughs) (laughs) you know so like it 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 was what it was you know uh, I I'm, I didn't have high expectations, and I it served its purpose of being a marketing movie of getting kids engaged with Ratchet and Clank, getting uh you know the people to to buy the game that had played it uh, since PS two PS one you know etc. Um, so I think it was successful in that way. I'm sure they you know the actors, the voice actors, the the developers and shit were all fucked on it because there is definitely some cross play crossing streams uh yeah <laughs> if you will with with this movie and, and their budget lines and labor practices and but so are, are we giving our we'll wait we'll wait, we'll wait till everybody else can give their yeah. give their thoughts and then we'll we'll do our ratings yeah i'll i'll jump in and i think um i think you nailed a lot of what i would say between mike and ben just the two of your thoughts. And for me, I totally think that I was in the camp of, I hadn't played Ratchet and Clank since the PS2 games. So this came out, I'm, I'm fairly certain I saw the movie first as well and, and just got that nostalgia. And, and I did enjoy it initially more than I did this time around for sure. I remember thinking it was pretty good the first time. Um, that I saw it, whereas this time it was a little bit. I mean, we thought Hot Tub strong. Time Machine was a good movie. The okay, first well, time. I, I still stand by that. I maintain yeah, that. Yeah. See, see, <laughs> Hot Tub Time Machine about? for me was like I watched it the first time and it was like, what the fuck is this absolute drivel? And then I watched it the second time and it was like, old masterpiece. Wow. You, you were the the Frank. Uh, I get it. I get it. I get it, tru- it truly took me a second watch. I, I don't know. I was like, I was like watching it at my sister's place in South Boston. I think coming down from an acid trip and just like really fucked up. Uh, I think I was with Tom, our friend Tom, just hanging, <laughs> like staying at her apartment, 
overnight for some reason i have no idea why and then uh just um being super like you know ripping like a, one of tom's huge bongs in probably a song no it's probably <laughs> he had the gigantic one oh he yeah, had the gigantic yeah. one. Kong. Yeah. Uh, like I'm pretty that... sure the Zong only existed for a very short period of time before it broke. <laughs> I yeah. take full responsibility for convincing him to buy that for like 50 bucks. <laughs> Great purchase. It was amazing for the time being. Um and 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 watching that there. Total digression though. But yeah, I stand by hot tub time machine. I do too. I do too. Yeah, but I don't I don't I don't stand by Ration okay, Clank. Ra- this... Ratings for hot tub time machine. So <laughs> <laughs> Perfect ton. Um, so, but yeah, this is just not as good as a, on a second view. It's cu- clearly just a marketing promotion. Um, obviously, I think they would have liked it to have sold more sure. as a movie. Mm-hmm, like, sure. I'm sure they were disappointed with the sales, but it was beat out. It was beat out at the box office by the by the key and peel cat movie yeah. Keanu. Keanu. yeah oh, amazing i saw that and i was pretty surprised i was like man because even that was considered a bust like it wasn't that like just <laughs> this one bombed like that was the most successful movie in the box office and it was still considered not successful so um 2016 man it was a it was a rough year it was it was a rough year but it definitely accomplished their goal of getting people back into the Ratchet and Clank series. It was part of their soft reboot. And, you know, I think testament of the sales of the game, the continued success with Rift Apart and more Ratchet and Clank to come, as I'm sure we will get it at some point in the not so I, near I, future. But I would love to see the difference in what they had projected and expected to do. I'm sure it was like they had opening, to be realistic that it wouldn't opening, be. They projected projected something like ten million for the opening and only did like four. Okay. Or something like so that. So I mean, they it doesn't seem like they were expecting to make a shit ton on this. So they, you know, they probably had a, you know, uh, well, a good little number. Now, they were. Uh, Gran Turismo just pulled seventeen on its opening weekend. Still hasn't included Sunday. Yeah, well, because the movies are back. Yeah, they're back, baby. Back. I mean, 2016, the movies weren't dying. <laughs> no, it's just we had woke culture infesting it. We had, uh, you know, Donnie Boy out there on the campaign trails. People were watching him. They were just giving their money to him and rapture. They were, vibe- they were vibing. Yeah. Everyone was out there stimming and vibing with Donnie. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, one right, way man. or another, there was a good portion of America, whether it was ironically or unironically, out there stimming and vibing with Donnie. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Matt, what what are your general thoughts again on on the film, on its success, on its intended goals, and its uh, and its outcome? I mean, we touched on every, like my biggest takeaway again is like I'm just not the target audience for this movie, like. Like you, you movies to, like I, this I, are I'm doing tent fingers and say you seem to say that a lot. So Matt, what are you the target audience like for? What films are you are targeting you? Three hour epics. <laughs> <laughs> you want someone to read you the uh, the Odyssey and the Iliad and and give a a stage. I mean, in in its native Latin, yes, of course. <laughs> what native Latin, <laughs> Greek, buddy? 
When oh Vati, my God, is he Ilya when Vati, when Vati makes a full, uh, you know, movie level production explainer of the Elden Ring lore, that's that's, that's the, 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 the most yeah. recent one that I sent is uh, breaching on that. <laughs> it's approaching. Hey, when George R. R. Martin uh, somehow gets the from software to sell the rights to HBO so that he could put off writing Winds of Winter even longer. <laughs> they'll probably do a to... they'll probably do like a Sekiro adaptation at some point. That's the one I've that's said that Sekiro likely. would be the easiest one to turn into um yeah. film or TV because of the the way the story is portrayed. Yeah. That would be pretty sweet. Is. All right, back to Ratchet and Clank. Sorry. We keep diverging. That's fine. Oh, that's fine. I'd rather talk about anything other than this movie. Um, How did this affect your your love for the franchise? Did it? Did it? Uh... I mean, it didn't in the sense that, like, I don't consider this movie to need to exist, so I'll just ignore that it exists. It's not canon. You know it's that not funny canon. post. <laughs> you know the Reddit post you read. Ben? That that was one of Matt's alts. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's like it was like twenty bullet points. I like <laughs> I read like part of it. It was just like scrolling, 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 scrolling. Yeah, no the trick points is about the, the trick to paragraphs. healthy Reddit usage is you never post so that you never <laughs> have to worry about uh, someone opening up your internet browser history and searching through, <laughs> and finding out that you uh, in 2004 typed in My Little Pony. Uh, search express for like, <laughs> looking for a, a brony game or you were playing toontown and you i do i don't know where this <laughs> is going it, it's too over my my reddit head and i'm scared of the waters that we were dipping into the <laughs> i i just right, so... i agree this isn't canon though you know uh he's not a robot what's What's his name? Nefarious isn't a robot, so therefore not canon. Uh, doesn't count. It's, but it's how it's he gets made into a robot. Fake, fake news. Yeah, right. but this this expands on the the further issue with uh, pop culture media, where just because we didn't know how it was done before doesn't mean we need to know now. It's okay I to mean, have be a mystery so right there. That is, uh, I, I think we could give that a full podcast endorsement. Leave some things to the imagination. All right, so you now we are trying to we, kill our ability to imagine so that we can only only get our entertainment from them. Well, the to elites north the of Richmond are trying to control our minds. <laughs> I love I love the astroturfing that's going on lately. Oh, yeah, I love culture. the interviews now that you know, he was talking about the GOP as well. Doesn't mention Trump. It's great stuff. We'd love to see it um you know but was one thing that was not astroturfed was not uh you know real patriots were not going to see ratchet and clank in 2016 <laughs> that that is for sure you know maybe uh, if they had the pay it forward program in the, uh... <laughs> uh all right so what's everybody's ranking here who wants to go first remember we'll do uh movie or adaptation or both um I guess we can do both. I'll just you, can, you guys can do both at the same time, and I will just I'll write them down. Open a spreadsheet. Do it. <laughs> Mo- movie, movies a four point five for me. 
uh, adaptation. I mean, they certainly adapted it. So like, I'll give them a six uh, on the grounds that like, it has everything the game has. There's plenty of callbacks. The similar story. They didn't really screw the adaptation part of it up, I guess. You see, I go movie like four, like child, childlike drivel. <laughs> um, but as far as adaptation go, I have to give it a seven point five because if you've got straight up movie cutscenes in your game and vice versa, however you want to order the chicken and the egg, all that bullshit. Because yeah, the ga- game came out first, but they were in production alongside each other, like they were crossing streams you, you don't know whose kimonos were open to who first you know who was <laughs> what, uh, bechamel sauce lots of metaphors get- there beautiful ones i'm giving uh double sevens for both sevens. definitely give it higher than everyone else for the movie because i accept it as um you know the marketing that it was and just you know it's out there to stim the brains of uh like children the and audience yeah yeah <laughs> it was Mike, flashing our, colors as, for an as, hour and a half yeah, as a resident as a resident neurodivergent baby brain um <laughs> it's, it's pretty colors it's good for him okay so i give the movie uh a, a five just very middling even as a big fan of the franchise inoffensive and it's in that way it's like the the biggest if you're going to have any offense it was the ratchet being annoying um but in terms of a movie it doesn't stay it doesn't it doesn't overstay its welcome it moves it fucking that's moves. the best part about it yeah that's the best thing about it is that it just it fucking moves like so it's i have to give it points for that so five just just ex- middle of the road did you imagine then, being chained down for like two hours and 15 minutes for this movie? No. <laughs> I oh have God, to say, though. I think if this movie came out now, it would do much better. You know, I think it would still do much better if it had come out now after the Mario movie, even being worse than the Mario movie. I you think see, I almost think it would have been better off as a hype. TV show than a movie. But then you can like you can like buddy comedy it and you can kind of yes. give them like you would each new planet Episodic, it's, it's, yeah. it's a yeah. it's a planet of the episode planet of the week versus you know like monster of the week see yeah and i think By if it format. came out now it might be like that but i think movies were still the thing to uh market around and spend their money on in 2016 i mean game of thrones was making waves in 2016 still that sure, was was 2016 was when the prestige, final season came out indeed. and everyone started no, hating it, no. or was that 17? No. It's 18 no, it was like 2019. Or 19. No, it's yeah. yeah, it's later than that. I don't think it's been that long. Yeah, um, because it started in 2011. I, think. I don't know but if that's I got... still like prestige TV. That's yeah. I, I don't not... know if I got my my adaptation ranking out. I'm with Matt at a 7.5 for pretty much all those same reasons. I thought like. It 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 is clearly you know it's it's one of the clearest adaptations you can you can come across right. It is if you watch the movie and play the game, you'll have lots of moments you're like, I saw that in the movie. And it's it's not trying to be anything other than what the game was 
in the movie constraints. It is not like, uh, which, you know, has pluses and minuses to it, right? Like, you know, we like, we here in the podcast gave praise to something like the 1993 Mario movie for going out there. You know, for realizing that Making you know mushrooms when you're doing the right is, is that like that? You, <laughs> is that pl- uh, plumber man jump on mushroom, grab flagpole? Uh, you know, does not a movie make right? So you yeah, gotta, tell that to the uh, the new Super Mario movie. <laughs> you got to do something there. Uh, um, so you know, it's uh, largely successful. It's like in what it was able to achieve to bring people to the movie or to the from the movie to the game i think makes it a successful adaptation in that regards so our average for the for it as a film comes to 5.125 reasonable enough and a flat seven for the a flat seven for for the adaptation andrew is the harshest out of all of us also yeah, went first. I, I stand by my scoring. I think that I mean I give it the lowest movie movie. Yeah. You did. But you had a larger disparity than he did. His was closer. All right. Um feel like that's all there is to be said about this. This will conclude our ratchet. Now we shall point. never speak on this ever again. <laughs> Not this movie, but you know, if they come definitely out with a, the if they come out with a new a new game sometime soon, we will definitely be playing it and oh, hell yeah, putting it on the podcast. Uh, I like this, this this these discussions these past couple of weeks has made me want to play Rift Apart again, but I've got too many too many games that I'm already playing and need to play by the end. Yo, of the don't year, worry so. about it. Just- Sony's already dealing with multiverse stuff. We're going to get a crossover between Spider-Man, God of War, and Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> the Insomniac verse. Yeah. Yep. No, Kratos, that's what I'm saying. Kratos wielding the uh, the wrench, the Omni wrench. Kind of, kind of love nah, it. Kratos dual wielding rhinos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that'll do it for us today, folks. You can support us by following and subscribing on twitch.tv slash campaign comrades. Check out the YouTube channel. Maybe there'll be some videos coming out there. No timeline, nothing. Ever. I've, got, <laughs> I've got to wait for some. I'm like, I, something's really got to grab me to yeah, like make no, me want to put, put the effort into making a video again, like a video essay again. Nothing has, nothing has felt like a good enough fit to make me actually talk about, talk about it in depth yet. So We'll 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 wait to see what else. Maybe there's some things coming up on the horizon that that may be interesting to to look. You're gonna at. talk. You're gonna do a video essay on woke Starfield, or do you want to like lies of how P. they won't let you pick dong size? Yeah. Say, say, <laughs> lies of P comes out. Let's say why making Pinocchio a twink is uh yeah is is woke garbage. <laughs> or we could do something about the etilophobia. <laughs> that's fine. No, that's good. That's we love that. We're here for that. All right, folks. We will see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye.